as God intended. Let's go. Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the four show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you're into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is definitely the show for you. I am super grateful to have this opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. And I'd like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors of our show, Global Healing. Global Healing is a family-owned company that has been around since 1988. Their products are developed using cutting-edge manufacturing processes and the best ingredients nature has to offer. They work with small organic farmers and producers to offer pure, fresh ingredients. Their products are amazing, and they are offering a generous 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. And I'd like to give a shout out to EHI, Energetic Health Institute. It's an amazing school. They teach you how to think, not what to think. And it's a great school for learning all things healing and holistic. Okay, we are going to get into our show today. And last week, I spoke about the topic of communication and detox and how they have a very interesting relationship. So what is that relationship? We'll just do a quick little recap. Well, the bottom line is when people start doing aggressive detox and start changing the chemistry in their body, um, they're reliance on communication, their need for communication, um, and I would say their resourcefulness with communication really steps up and gets highlighted, really under the spotlight, because things come up when we detox. Again, people are always thinking about detox as clearing up their acne or losing 10 pounds so they can fit in their wedding dress uh, or getting rid of um, 
you know, an unsightly rash they have. Nobody ever thinks about the mental aspects of how somebody changes when they go through detox and what changes, they change on a very fundamental level. And as I mentioned uh, in the previous show last week, they will come out of really heavy cleansing. And I'm talking about the program that we run here at the center, really heavy detox, like pounds and pounds of fecal matter. Uh, I always say thousands of parasites, but it's probably more in the millions because most of the parasites that come out of a human body are not able to be seen with the um, with just your normal sight, normal human eyes. So there's a lot more that comes out than we're aware of. And that really, really changes the communication system in the body and the signaling that happens in the nervous system and in the brain. And so as a result, one of the things that can radically start to change is that somebody comes out of detox, really heavy detox over you know a period of time. This isn't just one detox. Um, might be three and it might be eight, somewhere in there. And they start to settle deeply down into their authentic self and they start to throw off their conditioning and programmed self, only to find that maybe they're not in the right, right relationship, they're not in the right job, they don't like the house they're living in, or they may not like the community they're in. Maybe they're in the city and they want to live more in nature. All kinds of things really, really start to change. And when those things start to change, then the need for communication and really, uh, how should I say, strong communication, uh, which is effective communication, creative communication, it starts to be very, very important and very, very necessary. So that was the community um, relationship I was discussing last week around communication and how it changes with detox. And I gave a couple examples of some experiences that some of the clients that I worked with or have worked with in the past have had and how communication has kind of really bubbled up and become frontline center in a way that they've never really thought about before. So I wanted to talk today, continue that conversation, and I wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about communication and also a little bit about conflict and how communication really affects the health of the body. It's a very, very important thing uh, relative to creating good health or poor health in our body. So communication is probably the most powerful tool that we have in our lives because it bridges us to the rest of our, our world. And it really helps us to understand ourselves as well as others. And good communication, effective, creative communication is very important. It's really the only way I would say that I know of to overcome and deal with conflict. And who doesn't have conflict in their life? Uh, everybody. There'll always be conflict. So the better that you are at communication, the better you will be at navigating conflict. And when those two things are handled well, your life experience is going to be very different. Uh, 
And if your life experience is going to be very different in the sense that you're creating more of the life experience that you desire to have, that has a very, very um, big effect, big impact on your health. So let's just take a, mi- a moment and talk about communication, like what is communication and conflict? So communication is to make common or to share in common with others. So whatever it is that you're talking about, whatever the topic is, it's something in common and and it's a willingness to share with others and it's a willingness to share in a way where both parties move into understanding each other. Now that all sounds really innocent and it took me less than a minute to say all that, but wow, I really listened to some people out in public and I listened to them. It might, it might be in the gym. I hear two people talking, or it might be two women, two friends sitting out um, at a restaurant having lunch, or it might be a couple. And I'm always fascinated by observing and listening to my fellow other human creatures, other human folk like myself, just to see how people be and how they do in the world. I'm one of those people watcher uh, folks. So um, I find this topic really, um, really fascinating. And one of the things that I find is that when people are talking about whatever, it doesn't matter what the topic is to other people, and they get frustrated because the other person doesn't understand how quickly people are to jump in and get angry with the other person. You know, when we're communicating, it is our responsibility to be understood. That's a really different way to think about it. And so when I'm communicating with people, I I do it all the time. I talk for a living. Um, and, And the first thing that comes to mind is when I have these 75 pages of pretty complicated biochemistry, these reports that we review in the whole body scans, and I'm attempting to take that language of biochemistry and turn it into a very a pleasant, easy to understand and easy to relate to language. And I'm told all the time that I'm a good communicator uh, when I do public speaking or when I'm sitting with my clients. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I was so nervous when this report came up because I was just worried I was just going to sit here and everything was going to fly over my head and I wasn't going to understand anything you were going to say or, or remember anything and just feel like this was a big waste of time. But the way that you broke it down and the way that you really uh, made it very lively and made it very, very easy to grasp and understand uh, was was wonderful. And I'm walking out of here today after looking at my scan report, and I'm really feeling like I have a very clear idea about where I am and how all this was created in my body and why I'm not healthy and why I'm having the symptoms I'm having and how to move forward. And and that's what I really wanted. I wanted to walk away with that in my session. So thank you for that. And so in essence, what they're saying is that the way that I have chosen to communicate and take a, a, a topic that could be really complicated and difficult and just turned it into something that was very approachable and uh, something very easy to grasp. You know, that's my, when I talk about communication as being creative, I had to get really creative with how was I going to 
take this complicated biochemistry language on paper that just looks, you know, like an alien language and turn that into something uh, that was effective um, and that um, could be grasped and remembered. But more so than that could be used, utilized by the person. It's their body. It's their chemistry. It's their report. So they need to walk away with a clear understanding of what's going on. So I realized it was my responsibility to be understood. So I had to get very creative in how I did that. Because if I didn't get creative and people walked away feeling like, I don't know, I just sat there for two hours and I have no idea what she just said. It was all Braille to me or it was all you know Greek to me, then that's not really uh, making good use of people's time. So hence, I like the term creative communication. Uh, so that's a, just a little bit about communication and uh, conflict. Conflict is an interesting dynamic. As I mentioned, uh, there will always be conflict. And that's okay if we don't look at it as bad. I always, I chose a long time ago to start to look at conflict as a way to get closer and to create more intimacy with people. Uh, whoever that might be, who I'm speaking to, it might be a relative, it might be a friend, it might be um, a romantic partner. So whenever I'm in a conversation with anybody or, or a client, and they are expressing or displaying body language that indicates that they are not understanding at all or not able to receive uh, what it is that I'm saying, then I stop and take a step back. And so we're going to talk about uh, ways that common ways that uh, people block uh, creative communication. And sometimes they do that not knowing that they're doing that. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to go into and talk about strategies and ways to uh, communicate in ways that are very um, helpful and very effective. And, you know, communication is something you have to learn. You're not just born with it. I mean, I probably would still be married, I, I realize now, to my first husband, who was a wonderful man to this day. I, I never regret anything about that relationship. Um, he's a wonderful man, and I know he's a wonderful man today, and he was the day that I met him. And I realize now looking back on that relationship that we were just young, and we did not have functional, mature communication skills. And that has everything to do with uh, why we ended up just separating because we couldn't reach each other. I remember we kept trying to get together and, and talk. And there were just days where he was shut down and I was really open and really trying to break through and communicate. And there were other days where I was really shut down and he was trying to communicate. Um, so we did our best. But when I look back, I, you know, we were just young and we um, we came from some a lot of dysfunction in our families. And so clearly we didn't learn good communication skills from our family. And so after I went through my divorce, which really wrecked me um, and took a long time for me to get over, I thought, wow, I, I do not want to create this again. And I really need to figure out my part in it because all relationships are 50-50 and I need to figure out what was my part in it? What was my 50%? Because if I don't figure this out, then 
I'm just going to keep getting involved in relationships where I just keep creating the same experience in a romantic partnership. And I, I just, that scared me more than anything else. So that was a big impetus and a big motivator to really get get into this topic and really thinking for the first time in my life about communication and what that was and studying that in different philosophies and theories. And it isn't just something you just can do by any means. It needs to be modeled and it needs to be taught. And so I, I really took a deep dive and jumped into that because I didn't want to move forward in life continuing to create relationships that were unsuccessful and just ended up breaking up. So I think this is a really important topic. And I myself noticed that when I started, really jumped in and started my process with really deep and really heavy detoxing, the nature of my capacity of communication it, it really changed. I think it is the one thing that changed my capacity the most. And I think once I really was able to get to know myself on a much deeper level, uh, that it just seemed like a organic, natural thing that my communication just kind of intuitively without me even thinking about it really started to change. And I noticed that by my conversations, I would be in a conversation with somebody, uh, maybe it was a parent. Uh, and as we all know, when we're an adult and we go back and we visit with our parents, it's so easy to slip into these kind of ridiculous, more childlike behaviors and childlike patterns. And so I would notice that in those types of relationships that were significant, that I would go back and revisit these relationships. And I just, I was kind of shocked at my, my choices and my behavior shocked in a good way because they were quite different. They were much more, uh, this language was more sophisticated. The approach which was much more sophisticated. I was much more interested in these communications in honoring both parties. And before I would just get very triggered and I'd fly into my kind of childlike negative uh, patterns and behaviors and, you know, it would just escalate. And so I would listen to myself and I was like, wow, damn, who just said that? That was that was amazing. Wow. That, wow. That didn't sound like me. I'm not used to that. Who, who is this person? This is, this is kind of cool. <laughs> this is pretty neat. So uh, we're at that time where I need to run to a quick break. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And when we come back, I'll just say a few things, a few more things just about the structure of communication. And then we'll jump in and start talking about the unhealthy aspects of communication and how to move away from those and move into more of the healthier dynamics or healthier aspects of communication. So sit tight and we will be right back in just a few minutes. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD, Global Healing. 
giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption improving digestion and your gut health available in vanilla and chocolate flavors elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15 percent off using the code OUTLOUD. global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, let's get back into what we're talking about today. We're talking about healthy ways of communication, how to handle conflict, and how communication is so critically related to your health. As we go through this conversation, I am planning on mentioning a couple of things relative to uh, maybe the chakras or or the body or the, the different organ systems. So as those things kind of creep in into my my thoughts here, I will I will mention them. So we're talking a little bit about communication, what it is. We're talking about conflict. And I would just say that you know communication is to make common or share in common with others. It is our responsibility to be understood. You, there must be a willingness to share with with others um, and to um, speak in such a way that we both understand each other. And the most important thing about communication, I think, is to begin with the truth. So uh, that's about just in general communication. And when we're talking about conflict, you know, there will always be complex, uh, conflict and we must just use this energy creatively. I mentioned in the first uh, segment that I always think about whenever there's conflict, I think, okay, here's an opportunity for me to hone in my skills. Here's an opportunity for me to up-level. Uh, let me be um, creative about this. Let me uh, just tune into what I'm feeling and what needs to be accomplished and let me bridge that gap with a healthy, creative way of communicating where both parties feel heard and seen and their needs have been met. And conflict requires a lot of energy, by the way. I'm sure anybody who's experienced conflict, I don't need to tell you that. And anger really stresses and affects the liver and the gallbladder. 
So again, we're talking about communication and health. And if we are just constantly getting triggered and getting angry and getting triggered and getting angry and flying into our our, our rage, then this is really having a, a negative effect on our body. And specifically the organs that really get hit with anger is liver and gallbladder. Um, also as well, uh, kidneys can get really hit with that. So just something to think about. And the other thing when you want to think about communication and what I think about is we're all equal. The only thing that's difference that's different between the two of us is our imagination as is expressed by the ego. So, and, and the next thing I'm going to say, oh, this still gets my goat every time <laughs> because it's true that every experience and each inner reaction that we have it's a mirror of what we see in ourselves. So if all of a sudden I'm in a situation and I'm just, oh, I'm so triggered, I'm human, right? So that happens. I, I stop and just use some of the um, strategies we're going to talk about uh, later in this podcast or in this live broadcast, uh, strategies to help with um, creative communication. And so one of them is breathing and centering. So when I get triggered, that's the first thing I do is I just stop and I just pull back in and I kind of go inward and I start doing deep breathing. And that is the first thing that I do and say, okay, what do you want to accomplish in this exchange? Just take a few breaths here, take a, take a step back. And then I think, okay, I remind myself, wow, you're getting triggered. What are you getting triggered about? This is something that you need to work on within yourself because it wouldn't be something that would trigger me if it's not something that I have going on within myself. It's just the way it works. People act as a mirror to us. So, and the other thing is, is that when we're not happy and we are in conflict and we are upset and triggered, the real you is not being projected. And that's another reason why I resort to this centering and this deep breathing um, that's my number one go-to when I get upset and get triggered. So that's a really good one because I realize I'm going to come from a place that's ugly and that doesn't show respect. And I have no interest in doing that uh, in this day and age. I'm just too old. <laughs> I don't want to bother with that. And when you look, there's two separate realities. This is another thing you have to think about, or I like to think about. Uh, there's the reality right? There's the real within my being. There's the real within my being. And then there's the other aspect, which is what I want everyone else to think. So we're always vacillating between those two places. So, um, you know, as, as a person who started a center and as a person who is running a whole program in a center, I, there's the real within my being, like I'm just, I want to scream, I want to yell, I want to throw these papers, I want to tell this person what I really think about them. Uh, maybe it's an employee or something and I just want to, you know, just get upset because it's like, ah, oh, why did you handle it like that? Why didn't you handle it like this or something, something like that. And, but I have to stop, I have to take a breath and you know, that's no way to run a center and that's not how I run a center. But so there's always these interesting dualities, the real being within 
uh, or the real within my being, the reality, and then what, what, you know, what I may want everyone else to think. And whether you realize it or not, those are always two agendas that you have. And you're always deciding when you, uh, when you tune into that, where are you going to operate from? So, um, and a lot of times when you get triggered, it's really easy to what I want everyone else to think, right? And this is, this takes me back to when I was a young child and I was in elementary school and high school, you know, there was the person that I was, which is, God, I hope my parents aren't listening. <laughs> you know, I would sneak out a lot, a lot at night. I would go to parties. I'd, you know, have a boy pick me up and go to a party or something like that. And then there was, that was the reality of what was going to happen that night or, well, not or, and, but then there was what I wanted everybody else to think. I was a straight A student. I sat in the front. I always turned my homework in, did, you know, did my chores. I was really never caused any trouble. I was just really a good kid. And so the, that's one of the things, ways that I can convey that thought in those two realities. So, okay. Uh, once in communication, once we have all of the information, um, it is our responsibility to make it common, right? So again, communication is to make common or to share in common with others. Um, and so when somebody does not hear me, it is my failing because it is a mirror of how I communicate. I'm just re reiterating these things. And it really, I think this is a really important uh, piece I'm going to make or point I'm going to make. It doesn't matter who's at fault, right? It, it's it's not about that. It's not about who's at fault. And if you're focused on who's at fault, I promise you, you're not going to be able to have any, any level of effective communication because at that point, you're just angry and there's an agenda and we're just kind of blinded by rage. So we need to make sure that we're in a space where there are no judgments involved. We really just have the goal to communicate uh, effectively and clearly. And then the other thing to think about when we're talking about communication is we've got the ego, right? The ego identification versus our personality filters. So when we're talking about the ego, we're talking about the conscious subject, source of individuality, individuality uh, the personality component that controls behavior. Um, it is the force that drives the body. Uh, so these two things, ego versus personality, you know, those two aspects of ourselves, those are, those are different. And the ego part is the identity with ourselves where we identify as a separate being. So those uh, two pieces are important to understand within ourselves and to observe within ourselves. You know, our egos are always kind of standing guard. Um, and our personalities sometimes act as a shield. And our quest to be different separates us from other people and from our environment. It's, it's really only when we learn, we agree, we learn to agree to listen to each other where we can start to have some um, communication that can be effective. And ego's interesting. Boy, when you're trying to talk to somebody and they're really just in their ego, conversations really don't go very well. Um, and I've found that 
speaking in a certain way will really trigger people to step strongly into their ego. Or if you have creative communication, you can speak to them in a way where they soften and they open and they don't step really hard into their ego. You know, the the ego is the illusion part of us. And so it's an interesting aspect. And if we let go, if we can step out of our ego, um, we can let go of the feeling of being separate. Because just think about it, when you're talking to somebody, you're either moving away and feeling resistance and feeling separate from them. It feels like there's a rift. You know, if they're yelling at you or their body language is showing that you're, you are you don't feel emotionally safe, that's one side of the puzzle. The other side of the puzzle is if somebody is is mm, has body language that is showing the opposite, if somebody softens their voice, if somebody says something like, hey, I really, I really care about this relationship and I don't want this to create a rift. Let's just talk. Let's see if we can find a common ground. And maybe they reach out and they put the, you know, their hand on your shoulder or they reach out and just gently take your hand. Those two experiences I just described are very, very different. And you know, some some of you out there in the listening audience may be thinking, yeah, duh, this is all so obvious. Hmm, it is not. <laughs> you know, until you come to the day where you're in and um you're engaged with somebody else and you're in an exchange, which means you're in a communication. It could be something as simple as as you know, a server at a restaurant, somebody that you're not even close to. I've seen a lot of people get so triggered in restaurants uh, just by their server because they didn't do this and they did do this and they should have done this and they, you know, came by and interrupted, you know, the conversation at the dinner table by just, you know, coming to the table very abruptly and and interrupting and not kind of waiting a minute to wait for a, a space for the the communication to kind of stop so both parties can turn their attention towards the server. So. Everybody gets, you know, including me, <laughs> these, um, I have to think about these things often. And I think about them all the time because I'll tell you, if you want peace and joy and happiness in your life, master communication. And honestly, it's there's so many layers and levels to this, I think, as a human. This is just my opinion. Being in a, in a, uh, in a body, going through life as a human... Um, I I think this is going to be a challenge that I'm going to have till the end of time. Now, will I ever master perfect, wonderful, great communication? I don't know. Probably not. I think I could be 85 or 87 and still get triggered. Maybe not. The older I get, the lesser I find that experience happens. I'm not 87, so I don't know what life is going to be like when I get there. But I can assure myself that the more I work on healthy and effective communication, the better I'll get because that's the way it works. When you are working on something, you, you're consciously um, making it a point to work on something, your health practices, your nutrition, uh, you know, whatever it might be, then 
they do change because we're directing our life force energy in that direction and towards that thing or that person or whatever it is or towards that project because it matters to us. It's important to us. And so communication, I think, is something that can always be spoken about and always needs to be spoken about. I, I like revisiting all these things that I'm talking about you know, in, in, in a meditation, um, or if I have a communication with somebody like a server in a restaurant, and maybe I get really triggered by that, then I'll take time. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I was triggered. Okay. Why was I triggered? Let me go back and look at this. I I really don't want to create this kind of situation. So I got to look at myself and why did I get triggered? And what was that person mirroring back to me? And, and I relive it and say, how could I have done that better? How could I have done that? And better for me means more effective and more effective, not just for me, but the other person involved. And you may go to a restaurant and have a a horrible service and you can really see that the person giving you the service in the restaurant really is unconscious. They're really not trying to be an awful person and they're not trying to ruin your day. If you look and, and just kind of assess their energy and their vibe you know, maybe they just don't know. Maybe they didn't have any training. Um, they didn't have any any um, adults to model for them. Maybe they they this this whole topic of healthy communication is not even a thing. Um, I see a lot of young people. I mean, just today when I was at the gym, um, there was a gal working at the gym, and she just kind of walked by me, and our eyes met, and I intentionally turned my head and sent her good energy and and uh, and smiled her way. And she just kind of, I could tell she was just somewhere else and she just kind of blew by and, you know, there was really no response. If I was management in that facility, one of the first things that I would hammer home is, hey, you make eye contact with every person that comes in the door and you you greet them and you ask them about their day. You're, you're present with them. Somehow find something to connect with and be present. Um, I think that's a really important skill to, to uh, teach younger people. And I can tell just by being out there, it's not taught very much. So, all right, a few more aspects about communication. We're going to run again to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get right into talking about aspects of uh, skills or strategies for healthy communication and some of the things that we see when we are not in a space of communicating with others in a healthy way and in an effective way. So sit tight and we will be right back. Well, the year 2024 is upon us and it is our chance to get it right and take back a free America. AmericaOutloud.news is your source for uncensored and factual news that facilitates truth and unity among all Americans to restore that American dream we have always cherished. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Outlaw Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break. Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch Dr. Brian Artis on Mondays, myself, Nicola Burnett on Tuesdays, Dr. H, Dr. Henry on Wednesdays, and Dr. Jana on Thursdays. And on Fridays, you get the whole gang of us. So between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from you and all questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so getting back into our topic today of healthy communication, uh, first thing that we're going to talk about is what are some of the techniques that you can use that helps you get into a space where you are participating in active listening. And I already mentioned one of them, and this is this is my primary go-to, for sure, for sure, <laughs> is breathing. And it probably is that way simply because I, I have um, training as a yoga instructor um, in my background. And so this one was probably the first one that I really learned. And so it really penetrated very deeply. I remember the day I was in yoga school and my teacher walks in and she just stands there and she kind of looks out at the class and she says, today, you're going to learn how to breathe. And I just thought, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, babe. I think I got that handled. <laughs> I was a little spicy and saucy in my younger, younger days and younger age. And boy, did she show me different. So 
that that piece of it really, really penetrated. And to this day, I still use those uh, those breathing techniques that I used um, and learned in yoga school. And it's real simple. I mean, I, I don't make it real complicated. You know, I think the first thing that I would say is, you know, you're always in one of two places in life. You're either in a place of, mm, how should I say, um, resistance and pulling away and kind of scratchiness, or you're in a place of um, opening and softness and and love and wanting to move in and and get even closer. Right? You feel in a place where you feel very emotionally safe. And so, and this is also another technique that I I took from my yoga practice. So as I move through life, I I've learned to make it very very simple. Am I feeling uh, repelled and wanting to step away and push away, or am I feeling softened and drawn in? And how do you determine that? Just tune in, tune into your body, your physical body. What are you feeling? You know, feeling feelings are the essence of of intelligence. It is actually the supreme intelligence. Our feelings will tell us everything, right? So if we're out somewhere and all of a sudden. Um, we get a, a bad feeling about something. Um, maybe we're in uh, walking, we're in a big parking lot and we are walking to our car and it's at night. You know, I'm a, a young woman and I live in Vegas and I have to be, you know, kind of looking over my shoulders, right? I've never had anything really awful happen, thank God, but it's also, I, I you know, I pay attention. And if all of a sudden I'm walking and I see somebody or I see a scene or activity and my 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 response is a my first thing that happens is a feeling response. Something's not right over there. I don't feel comfortable continuing to walk past these people or walk towards them. I'm going to turn around and walk another way or I'm going to get find uh, somebody who can walk me, you know, to my vehicle or something like that. So feeling is how I determine if I'm feeling between those two places, I'm feeling just scratchy and I want to back away and get away, or I'm feeling in a place where I feel very soft and and I want more and I want to move in. I want to move closer. I want to create more intimacy. So the minute I start feeling uncomfortable or angry or tight or stressed or frustrated or whatever it might be, I start with breathing. So drawing in a deep breath. And I do it in a way where I'm not kind of making it really obvious that I'm doing that. I, I I just, you know, I kind of do this deep, quiet, slow, long breath. And what does that do? Well, it pulls me into my inner being. And I'm now pulled into my inner being, and now I'm able to listen to my inner being. So before I respond to the situation or the person or whatever it might be, um, I will do this. I start breathing, uh, slow, deep breathing, might be one, two, or three breaths, um, pulls me in deeper, relaxes the body, and then it creates a gap between what's irritating me versus my reaction to it. Now I can see both of those things as two separate things. When you get triggered, those two things become very muted. You're just irritated and you just react. You just respond. So there isn't any consciousness in that. And we can't really listen to anyone else fully until we can listen to ourselves. 
That's really important. I'm going to say that one more time. We cannot really listen to anyone else fully until we can listen to ourselves. So when you stop, you take that breath. I get connected to my inner being. I relax the body and I can listen and I can distinguish between what's irritating me and then my reaction to it. I now have an opportunity. I'm now empowered because I now have an opportunity to decide consciously how I want to react. So that's really, really important. The second thing that comes to mind, and I've already mentioned this, is active listening. And this is the practice of really being with another person. So repeat in your mind what they're saying. You know, I think the most loving act, one of the most loving acts in the world, love is expressed when you really listen to the other person. And how do you know if you're active listening? Because when you're actively listening, you can repeat back what the other person said to you as clearly as you could in your own words. So it's really a great tool to stop and just say, okay, so let me just, I just want to be clear and make sure that I'm really hearing what you're saying and then responding back and giving them an opportunity to, you know, to nod and say yes. So that's the second aspect. A third aspect is receptivity. So if you consciously, right, like I am consciously, I am going to do this, I'm aware I'm doing this, you put aside all other thoughts in your mind when you're communicating with another person. There's nothing more irritating to both parties when somebody's kind of looking at you and maybe you have them, but you can you can feel and see, you know, there's they're thinking about, you know, when they're going to get this call or this text from this other person, and maybe they're glancing at their phone and they're like, no, 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 I'm listening. I'm listening. Don't do that. <laughs> That's just what I would say. I just, it's a great thing to just turn ringers off, turn phones off, or even put them somewhere else. When I really want to have a conversation with somebody, I'll say, hey, let's just put our phones somewhere else so that we can't even possibly get distracted by them. So, and when you get triggered, what's happening is you're playing your your internal tapes, right? Those kind of, um, those filters, you're running through those filters of your unconscious beliefs and it blocks your receptivity and you aren't able to listen to the other person. So another uh, aspect of healthy communication is mirroring. So, um, if you're going to do this immediate and feedbacks saying, I so I hear you saying, it really requires intuitive listening. It's when you reflect back what's been shared, it's not just in the words, it's also in the vibe you're giving, the vibration you're giving off. And some of the um some of the things that we can say is so what I hear you saying, that's a good statement, or I heard. I listened and I heard what you said and what I think you meant, or let me just kind of check back with you. Let me check in and make sure that I'm understanding you as you are intending to um, to share with me. So you're checking, you're kind of checking in with that person and, and checking it out. Um, another one is another healthy aspect of communication is confirmation. So 
you know, if you're feeling something, if you're feeling jealous, you're feeling angry, you're feeling rage, you're feeling whatever it might be, some of those feelings are not so pretty. But if it's what you're feeling, it's what you're feeling. Just be honest about it. Just be real about it. It's okay to feel what it is that you're feeling. And so when you're speaking with somebody, it's just, you know, give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling and give your partner, the other person, the permission to feel what they are feeling. And also to say what you're saying or what they're saying. You know, sometimes communication is messy. And when you're practicing communication, you may know what you want to create and you may know what, you know, kind of the vibe and you may know what you're hoping the result of the communication is. And then sometimes it's kind of bumpy along the way. So sometimes we just have to sit back and hold space for somebody. And if they're kind of bumpy and they don't use all the perfect words, you can still see and feel the vibe that they're really, really trying and they're really, you know, putting their foot, putting forth their best effort to communicate, to communicate in a way that is not attacking and not harming, harmful to you or not hurting. And sometimes, you know, they can blunder it a little bit. <laughs> so, and the other thing is, is that sit in a place where you allow that person the freedom and the right to say whatever you want to say and whatever they want to say, as long as it's, you know, respectful and honoring, even if you don't agree with it. This is one of the biggest problems with communication is that the minute somebody starts expressing something and the other person listening may go into their head and right away cycle through all their filters and then start cutting them off and start coming back with, well, no, that's not correct because da, da, da. And they start challenging the person. That's where we come back to that centering and using that deep breathing. This is so important. And it's like, okay. Okay, this is hard for me. I really want to jump in here and just, I want to attack or I want to counter this or something, but I'm committed to healthy communication. So I'm going to allow this person to go to completion with their expression. I realize this is challenging for me. I'm really challenged and I'm really feeling, you know, the challenge. And I'm going to take a breath here. I'm going to take a breath and just let them finish. It's okay. It's okay. Just because they're speaking doesn't mean they're calling something into being. So they're just talking, just let it be. And that can be hard. And then also um, our responses to things. So it's like, now that I understand what you said, I can actually have an intelligent opinion about it. So when the response is not intelligent, you know, that can be an escape and that can also convey to the person that you weren't really listening, number one. Number two, you don't really care about what it is that they're saying. So you have to receive what it is that they're saying, you know, establish that you're clear, that they understand, they're clear, that you understand. And now intelligent opinions and, and conversation can a bit can begin. So so really just be committed to taking time, to taking time to um do to, to active listen. And you have to be committed to it. It's only going to happen if you're committed to it. 
That's, that's, whoa, that's the first thing. <laughs> um, you may experience a lot of emotions while somebody's communicating. If you're in conflict and you're, you know, with somebody that, uh, like, you know, like a romantic partner in a marriage. And the first thing is just take a breath and just say, okay, I am committed to an active listening process here. And that looks like all these things that I'm sharing here in this, in this live broadcast. And then we go to I messages. So, and this is, this is about blame, right? You, you it, Nobody gets anywhere when you just start throwing blame around. So if you listen to what's being said, and I, I think a lot of people have probably heard of this, these I statements. So I think what you're trying to convey to me rather than, well, you just accuse me of da, 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 da. You can hear the difference in those two things. So um, I am really trying to understand what it is that you're saying, blank, 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 or I am observing as I'm sitting here, listening, um, engaging with you, watching, feeling, feeling you, feeling me. I am observing, da, 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 you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. Those are very effective ways to partner with whoever it is you are in this communication process with and to display that you're showing honor and respect for both parties when you say these I statements. And I would say the last thing to keep in mind with healthy communication is that when someone disturbs you, when somebody just says something and it really disturbs you, keep in mind it is your mind, it is your emotions that are being disturbed, not the other person. It is entirely your problem. So in dance, one of the things that we learn is to create our square. We're always in our square. And so dance is all about geometry and creating lines. And so uh, when you're in your square, they always talk to you about, so, you know, when you're in your square, this is the angle. This is the part of your square where you need to be facing when you execute this move or, or, or whatever it might be. And so, um, just keep that in mind, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm triggered, let's say, I, I use that technique and I'm like, okay, okay, this is Nicola standing in Nicola's square and this is Nicola's stuff and this is Nicola's baggage. <laughs> so I'll think about things like that. Um, and I'll ask myself, why are you feeling this way or why are you reacting or why are you disturbed? And what is it you need to take a look at? Until we communicate again next week, uh, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.